the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 40 KYCR Golden Valley. We think that listening with our app is a great investment of your time. Download it free today. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. It was February 24th of 2022 when Russian military forces invaded Ukraine. In the meantime, military affairs analyst Colonel Robert McGinnis says that Vladimir Putin has not had as many successes as he predicted. The Russians have filled, uh, you know, perhaps 100,000 body bags. Meanwhile, the U.S. has announced a new round of sanctions against Russian companies. One year into Russia's war against Ukraine, the U.S. is taking fresh aim at Russian firms, banks, manufacturers, and people. Officials are seeking to punish those who aided the war effort and helped Russia evade sanctions over the past year. The action was announced in coordination with Group of Seven Allies. The Biden administration will also further restrict exports to Russia and raise tariffs on some Russian products imported to the U.S. Greg Clugston, Washington. More of these stories at srnews.com. Are you or a loved one struggling with drug or alcohol use? Maybe you're not sure if it's addiction or if treatment's needed. If so, you're not alone. According to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, 19.3 million people aged 18 or older had a substance use disorder in the past year. Hazelden Betty Ford offers a free confidential assessment. Inpatient, outpatient, and virtual options are available. It's time to take back your life. Hazelden Betty Ford can help. This message sponsored by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with this half-price offer from the Biz 1440 and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for just $250. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, meaning you could save thousands this year. Call the Biz 1440 today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Is it his time? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good morning. Welcome. King Daniels Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for being with us today on a relatively cold day. According to uh, according to the computer, it says it's three below outside. I think it's actually a titch warm. It might actually have already reached zero here on its way to uh, a relatively balmy 24. Um, 
Anyway, good morning and welcome. Uh, thank you for your patience. We didn't plan to not be here last week for what would have been inflation Saturday, but um, uh, the, the powers that be intervened and laid me low for, uh, uh, for the weekend, last weekend. Uh, and, um, and I was just commenting to Spencer between, uh, before coming on, that's like the worst weekend because you've reached the end of the football season. There is yes, there's the N, there's the NBA All Star Game, completely unwatchable. It's basically it's basically a trade show um, where they have some entertainments for the people that show up, but it's for their sponsor. I, I don't know it. Who wants to watch that? I don't, I don't know. But uh, this afternoon, right after my show ends, um, I actually get to listen to the first spring training game from Florida, um, and uh, super excited for that. Yes, I'll be listening to the Red Sox, not to the Twins. But the, the Twin, if you're a Twins fan, this is also the weekend where you get to start listening to games too. So it's a sign that spring's coming, uh, and and we're all really happy for that. This is you know the next time I talk to you, we're going to have job Saturday again for for in March, um, which is uh, March is always the cruelest month because you keep thinking spring is right around the corner, but. We're in Minnesota, and Minnesota says, no, spring is not around the corner yet. It's down the street, and uh, you still got a lot of walking left through winter to get there. Anyway, 651-289-4477, the number to call with your questions and comments. Um, I am uh, I am uh, excited to play some things for you. I we'll, we'll talk about what those inflation reports basically did to markets and the fact that there are a number of people still in the still who are prognosticating this isn't that big a deal this isn't really this isn't really that important but uh person after person after person not only the people that we usually play here on the show yes i've got last night's in, input from from Larry Summers yes i've got Mohammed El Arian i play them fairly regularly because I've tended to think over the last two to three years, they have been more right than wrong compared to many other people. And I think that that, I think that that's the uh, most important uh, post important thing to say is, if they've been right or but more than wrong, we'll stay with them until they start making, till they till they start being wrong. And I think as well, there were data this week that to me confirm what we've been saying. January was just a really strong month. And for people like me who said, hey, I think there's a recession in the first half of twenty of 2023, um, January's not going to be the start of it. We're, we're not going to be right yet. I still, I unlike some people who are saying, well, maybe the economy's just going to keep going. Maybe we're not going to have a, maybe rather than a soft landing, we're going to have no landing. I think that is I think that is a hundred percent nuts, and there are other people who are who are agreeing with me who say who are saying, "Look, I'm looking at the data and I'm seeing something that's much different than that. What data do you think I'm spending the most time looking at? Well, the one I've been looking at the most has been looking at this week has actually been has actually been the disposable personal income data that uh, came out uh, came out recently. So I'm reading this. This is from uh, uh, Advisor Perspectives, um, on, written by uh, Jennifer Nash. This is the old series that uh, that Doug Short used to write uh, repeatedly uh, for talking about what's what's coming up. And if you've never followed this, at uh, just go to advisorsperspectives.com slash dshort, D-S-H-O-R-T, and uh, you should be able to find, find it. I'll send this one out to you as just an example. But um, most of the people who watch economic data closely like me, this is a go-to site um, that, that you kind of – you have to have on your screen – to see uh, to see what the latest data would suggest, and there's a lot of nice analysis there. This is currently being written by a, a woman named Jennifer Nash, uh, who who's taken over from uh, Jill Mislinsky, who took over from uh, Mr. Short um, back in um, back in 2022. So, what does it say? 
we 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 got the report that could, you know that had the inflation data in it, and I will turn to that. But I want to start on the real side of the economy. I want to start with what has happened in terms of savings and consumption, and and the fact that this is confirming the retail sales data that that was reported out in the middle of the month, which was very strong. Retail and this was the week I missed, but. Retail sales about 10 days ago reported out at a number that took everybody by surprise to the upside. And the story basically goes, you had a much colder than average December that depressed a number of things, um, in particular shopping for big ticket items. When it's really cold out, do you want to go try to buy a new car? Do you want to go out and shop for a new house? Do you want to go out to buy... A, a TV or something like that. No, you kind of hunker down. In contrast, January was a month that was warmer than normal. And as a result of that, people were out more and d- doing more. Now, in the way the seasonality adjustments for data happen, that means that if you get a colder than average December and a warmer than average January, the seasonal adjustments are going to spike you in the direction of having having very high January data and very low December data because the expectation in terms of weather is the opposite. And so and so to me a lot of the data we're looking at is a is a um mirror image of what happened with the weather. And I don't think you should overread the data more than that. So I am saying that the weather is the reason for the data and not the fact that all of a sudden people wanted to spend more. I will note, in this real data that we've received, right, in, on, on personal consumption and, and so forth, if I look at real disposable personal income per person, okay, so let me define what that means. So real means adjusted for inflation. Disposable means adjusted for change, adjusted for taxes. This is your after-tax income. And then, excuse me, adjusted for population per capita. That comes in at 1.35%, which is 1% higher than it was the month before. Okay, that's post-taxes and post-benefits. And so we want to see how people are consuming, saving, borrowing, etc. If I go and look at the personal income report uh, itself, and one of the numbers that that the uh, advisor perspectives piece does not look at that I think is very important. If I look at personal income excluding current transfer payments meaning that I'm not picking up the adjustment that happens from changes in taxes or changes in benefits, that actually dropped by $10 billion between December and January. So that tells me two things. One, the weather effect. Two, some of these data that got reported were distorted by changes in contributions of government. So if I look at the transfer payment data, I see that because of Social Security price adjustment, the Social Security adjustment added added, uh, on a nominal basis $109 billion. We We sent a lot of extra money out. To senior citizens and those who and those on disability payments and so forth, because they got a big adjustment. So if I take that data all together, that is a significant contributor to this change that happened. And so that if I pull out, pull that out, what came from the actual act of producing, working, investing is still on a slow and steady decline. Here are the last six numbers. 151 billion, 59 billion, 35 billion, 28, 26, 24, 
and for January, the preliminary number is 14. The economy is still slowing. Don't take any of the other information that's out there except for the fact that there's two special factors running here. One, the weather pattern. Two, the fact that because Social Security payments are adjusted with a lag, we use the October 2021 to September 2022 inflation rates, which were running well over 6%, and we adjusted Social Security payments in January to kick a whole lot extra money out into the system, which allowed people to, to consume more and to save more. Savings rates actually went up in January, but that's a one-time thing. So if I get a big lump of extra money in a, in a check, what I typically do, says Milton Friedman in the permanent income hypothesis, is I save that and I spread the impact of that over several months I'm not going to spend it all at once. There's still a lump of savings out there that is supporting consumption. No question. But that lump, that lump is, is running down. It got a little bit of additional money with the Social Security inflation adjustment, but that might account for a month or two, not for much more. Let's take a break here. We'll come back and listen to some input from some other folks studying these data right after this. You're listening to King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Well, winter is quite obviously here, and this one is a doozy. It is definitely time to switch from complaining about heat, humidity, and mosquitoes to cold snow and ice dams. You may have heard our ads about roofing and gutters, and maybe even some of our ads about siding or windows. But did you know we provide a roofing service in the winter? Yep. On most roofs, we can remove snow and even use our fancy steam machine to remove ice dams. This could be a preventative measure or in the case of an emergency. This may also be a good time to identify areas of your roof that might need attention in the future. So, if you already know you have a problem or are curious about what might be causing the ice and snow buildup on your roof, you can always call for information or a free consultation at 612-900-9166. Or you can look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. I remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. is a cost to empower one woman to save their baby at Robbinsdale Women's Center. Did you know that last year, 279 moms chose life for their unplanned pregnancy? You can support RWC by donating a one-time gift of $525 or $44 a month to save a baby. Donate at rwcinfo.org. Empowering a mom saves her child. Give today to make a difference at rwcinfo.org. You need to call the police, you need to call your father, and you need to get you and your son away from this guy. I want to fix it. That's why I want to sell my home, and I just want to be no, able to No, 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 honey, honey, we don't need to call a realtor. You and your son are in danger. Direct. Honest. The Ramsey Show. Weekdays 1 to 4.
Welcome back, King Bing Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. So yes, we've been talking about the we've been talking about the spending report, and again, a lot of focus went on to the inflation piece of that, where that came in slightly higher than expected, with core PCE at 4.7 percent rather than the 4.4 that had been expected on the market. So it actually took a slight uh, uh, trace back up, and we started to hear more and more information about from from speakers, the usual and sometimes the not so usual, um, who were out uh, talking about what what was going on in the market. Let me what going on with the data that were coming out. But again, this would have been both the GDP report. The GDP was just a revision at two point seven rather than uh, the 2.9 that had been expected and previously announced this was the first revision uh really nothing nothing major in that that particular piece uh purchasing managers index for services actually went slightly above zero, above the 50-50 line on Tuesday for manufacturing still below 50-50 but rose from 46.9 to 47.8 this is leading folks like uh, Liz Young, who's a market strategist for SoFi, to uh, observe that the market's actually getting a little bit stronger. Let's play this. Cut number four. Similar flavor, yes. And I'll start with something positive, that personal spending is still strong and beating expectations. So anybody out there who believes that the consumer can spend us through this, this data doesn't really fight that trend. Right. So, and, and again, nominal spending at 1.8% over over 1.4 personal income coming in at 6 tenths percent versus an expectation of 1.2 people had expected that that impact of of the uh, lump of spending coming out of the social security payments would have some impact it didn't have as much on income but spending is nonetheless going up let's continue with uh, this is Liz Young uh, on CNBC on on uh, Friday, cut number five. The worrying part of it is that personal spending growth is outpacing personal income growth. So that savings number that Steve just mentioned, probably likely to go down and or consumers are bleeding out the savings that they had built up before this. And we're seeing some of that in the credit card spending data as well. And, and which, you know, SoFi is big in the in the credit card business. And I think that's I, I think that's an important part of how we'll talk about this. You have to watch along with these these particular data which come out monthly. I would be tracking weekly retail sales. I would be tracking any piece of information that I can find about balances about balances that are being uh, uh, added to credit cards, not just waiting for the monthly data that the Federal Reserve collects. But I would I would actually look for places like Visa and uh, Bank of you know Bank of America Visa, uh, SoFi places like that to tell you here's what we're seeing with going on with credit cards right now and I think I I think that's there and where's that coming from? Well, it's probably come from the fact that people are have kind of missed the boat in terms of what we think is happening in terms of. Whether or not the economy is getting um, a little stronger over expectation, there was this little clip of Jamie Dimon, um, the head of J.P. Morgan, um, that was that was playing on. I believe this was also on CNBC. Um, that was sort of like a rejoin on one of their segments. This is just like a little thirty seconds of this. Let's play this. Cut number nine, please. I have old old respect for Jay Powell. Uh, but you know the fact is we lost a little bit of control of inflation. Models didn't pick that up. I've always been suspicious of models, and when right. we use them extensively, I always say you use a little bit of judgment too. Uh, and there's been a sea change. Governments are borrowing a lot of money, and you got to incorporate that in what's taking place. That means they're spending it. That's inflationary. Wages we have we've seen come down, but not so much. Right. Oil and gas will probably be going up because you know the investment has been curtailed. That's the interesting thing. I, I do a monthly hit on a radio station here, and the, the host that does, does this always, every month, I have to get ready for what do you think is happening with gas prices. 
I I have said they would stay pretty constant, and I thought they would stick in this area. And they're, I thought they might actually dip down below three as we entered into a recession. Certainly not there yet. I didn't ask Spencer what the price is across the street um, from the mothership down in Egan, but as I drove by the gas station close to my home this morning, they're still they're still running around three dollars and twenty cents um, per gallon. I don't see that uh, reducing anytime soon. Uh, and we are seeing instead, you know, the U.S. economy is producing enough oil and the prices are such that they are able to export uh, oil more. But that's in part because we consume less. One of the things that we don't pay much attention to is the fact that we're consuming less per per person. Um, and okay, so and Spencer says he paid about three thirty down there down there in the Twin Cities. It's been it's been pretty constant. I, I keep expecting that the next move should be down, but I thought it's not happened. And perhaps, perhaps a a consumer whose demand has not been destroyed by Fed rate increases is going to keep going. Is going to keep co- is is going to keep going. Let's play a little bit. Let's 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 go to Mohammed El Arian. Okay, so he was on uh, Bloomberg yesterday with Jonathan Farrow. Um, I still consider uh, that 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 morning show on Bloomberg, which you can hear here uh, portions of it. You can hear here on on uh, the Biz fourteen forty on uh, in, on your morning drive. I think it's the best show for if you like this show, you should listen to that a lot. Of, there. I'm constantly listening to it for things that I might use on this show. But uh, Elarian was on yesterday, talking about the talking in the same way that Jamie Dimon is talking about the fact that that if the Fed thinks they've been slowing the rate of inflation, they may have missed the mark. Let's play. Let's play a little bit of him. Cut number one, please. Behind yet again, and for the third time in this cycle, I think right now they're going to have a very serious discussion as to not only should they have done 50 last time, which they should, should they do 50 next? And it's a really tough discussion. And I think the problem was, the problem for the Fed was that the market simply had not wanted to go to 50 basis points previously. And they're not yet prepared for 50 now. Now, the Fed's about to get ready for its, for its next FOMC meeting in the middle of March. In the middle of March. And so, um, you know, if you're, if you're a frequent listener to the show, Federal Reserve presidents and governors can't speak in the 10 days before an FOMC meeting. So they're getting close to that time where they got they've got to go into their quiet period um they will be able to talk next week and there are a number of speeches being given out there i was just i was just looking at the calendar and um i know uh minneapolis president kashkari's out a couple times in the upcoming week uh governor waller is out again uh uh Lori logan from uh, the dallas fed will be out will be out uh I think it'll be the first time I will have heard uh, Austin Goolsby since he became president of the Chicago Fed. He'll be speaking. And Governor Jefferson's out there as well speaking. But let me, um, let me place, I can't remember which, which one of these two cuts it is, but Loretta Mester was at a, a very important event that I'll talk about more after the break. But I want to get a couple of her, her cuts in here to contrast to El Arian saying, I should have gone 50 last time, I should have gone 50, and should we go 50 this this coming cycle? One of the people who said she was doing it was this, and I don't remember which, which of these two clips it is, so I'm going to probably play these back to back. Let's play Lorena Mester yesterday in New York. Uh, she's the Cleveland Fed president. Cut number 10. I always like to align, you know, with where the markets are, and we don't want to surprise the markets. So the alignment, I think, is is closer than it was before. But you know, we're going to set policy to do what we have to do to get back to price stability. So we've been raising interest rates. We've seen some of that working through the economy. We have seen some pressure off the inflation, but inflation remains too high. And as as you know, coming out of the the meeting last time, and the minutes showed earlier this week that we're going to have to do a little more to get that back to price stability of two percent. So he she says that, and, and you notice that very first part. 
They don't like to get out of line of market expectations. The market talked them into the 25. And in her next statement here, I believe she, I believe the statement says that she would have done 50 and actually was one of the people arguing for 50. Cut 11. You know, I see a little more impetus in the inflation measures than my colleagues did, at least in December when we put out the last SEP readings, the summary of economic projections. So I had my funds rate a little bit above the median um, in that projection. And I haven't really seen much change in my outlook for the economy since since that time. OK, so she did say it there, but but. But in a, in a conversation that uh, was reported on by Steve Leisman, uh, she said at this conference yesterday, uh, on Friday, at uh, New York, put on by the Booth School, Business School, at uh, the University of Chicago, that she was one of the people arguing for 50 basis points. And, uh, in fact, did, uh, in fact um, uh, was talked out of it. Okay, she didn't have a she didn't have a vote, and so people sort of say, "Well, yeah, you can say whatever you want to say because you didn't get to vote on it." Uh, but Mester's been pretty pretty careful about that. Let's take a break here. When we come back, more. I'm going to contrast these viewpoints that that are going. There's a conversation that's happening between some of the Fed governors who are more hawkish on the one hand. And some folks like Elarian that we just heard about that, that are saying they're, they're basically telling them, keep going. You're, you you got to talk your colleagues into going faster. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. get a comprehensive estate plan for half the regular price through this special limited time offer. We're partnering with a local law firm that specializes in estate plans. If you don't have an estate plan, it could be up to the court to decide who gets your assets. This can be costly to your loved ones. You've heard the stories where even strong families have been torn apart in the process. Our attorney partner is offering a full package of estate planning services for just $1,500, regularly $3,000. It includes wills, power of attorney, health care directives, guardian, and conservator documents. Call the station and we'll put you in touch with our attorney for a no-obligation conversation to make sure this is the right fit for you and your family. There are only a few of these half-price estate plan offers available. Get your house in order today with a comprehensive estate plan for half the regular price. Call the station at 651-405-8800. 651-405-8800. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800 884 9018. 800 884 9018. 800 884 9018. That's 800 884 9018. They re- ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only do they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. 
King Banging Show, the Biz 1440. Let's play a little more of this. We're talking about, we, we, we've run through the data and said, hey, the economy kind of looks a little hot. The inflation rate, the inflation numbers that came out from the preferred measures of the Fed, including something that that the chairman, Jay Powell, has put out there that has caused a bunch of us to go, where does he get that number from? And we've had to kind of find a way to construct it uh, because it looks like it was something they were doing for themselves. Uh, um it is core services less housing or 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 or, or rentals rental prices or rental services core services less housing services is the number that that Paul has cited in the last 3 press conferences as the piece that's not turning and is driven largely by wage increases and so he was out there saying that that number came in Go rising from 4.4 to 4.6 percent, and that was leading commentators like uh, Mohammed El Arian on Bloomberg yesterday to say things like this. Let's play. Let's play the second cut of him. Cut number two, please. Minutes were not consistent with the message of the press release, but I think even this word disinflation can't be said anymore. Right? You can't say disinflation. Right? Right at this moment, we're not seeing it, and and. People have been pretty clear about this. You shouldn't expect inflation to go in a, in a, in a straight line down. There were elements that in the bigger, broader numbers, the traditional core PCE, core CPI numbers, that were including the, the housing services index, which is calculated in a funky way. I under, you know, right? And uh, commentators such as David Bonson, for example, ha- um, have been, and, um, and Scott Granis, uh, people who I follow very, very closely and think are really sharp commentators, they've been commenting on this a lot. But you have to understand, this is basically a lump of information that was, go, that's almost like the uh, pig going through the python, Right. It's a big lump that goes through. It raises your rate, comes down, but it still, after that, leaves something behind. The pig doesn't disappear. It gets digested, and it goes into, it, it gets fed into other price increases. Um, let me let's let's play the last cut we have. This is cut three of Mohammed El Arian yesterday on Bloomberg. So we see evidence that the economy is slowing, and that, that's a real issue because you don't want the Fed to be forced to hike a lot into a slowing economy. Um, so we are seeing evidence that the economy is slowing, but the labor market remains really strong. So it is a very difficult economy to read. I just want to stress, this is a very difficult economy to read. I could sit right here and give you three scenarios for growth, three scenarios for inflation, and three scenarios for monetary policy. Now think of how many interactions you get in this 3 plus 3. This is a really tough environment both to predict and to invest. Well, 3 by 3 by 3, actually, Momo. So so if I've done my math right, that's 27 different possible scenarios that you could come up with. Um, I think some of them you can rule out pretty quickly. I don't think there actually is legitimately 27 scenarios. But, But it makes the point that I've tried to make to people in my presentations is... This is just a really strange place to go, which made that 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 particular conference that Mester was at kind of interesting in that they did a very old fashioned. I might choose to talk about it. We've got a we've got a special guest coming at the top of the hour. Isaac Orr's joining us to talk about an article that really bothered me about uh, the changes in the renewable energy standards for Minnesota. And I want I read the article and I'm like geez, I got to get someone to explain this to me. And and my first thought was, well, Isaac, because I'll bet he testified on it. He did uh, it to, to, I believe, the, the Minnesota Senate. And I and maybe did the House, too. And I thought, well, we got to get him. But I, I might get I might get back to, to that particular conference in a little bit. Uh, but I will I what I'll say is, is they're trying to use a very old fashioned and I'm going to be provocative here because I know I have listeners who get who kind of break out in hives when I use this term. They're using a Phillips curve model of slack demand in the economy to sort of say, hey, what happened 
in 2020 and 2021 was unpredictable. Yes, it's unpredictable if you continue to use a model that has been discredited for 40 years. <laughs> anyway, I might say no more than that because I'm likely to get my blood pressure up. But um, anyway, what my, my the, the point here being being that you could have had some reason to understand that, the, yes, this is a very difficult model, but you, no matter, difficult to model, difficult to forecast. But that said, there's no reason that the Fed couldn't have gone 50 basis points last time. Um, Spencer asked me during the break, what is this, what is this thing of, of the blackout rule? Okay, and I thought, I thought maybe I should share that because Spencer's asking it. Maybe you are too. The Federal Reserve, since Bernanke in 2011, have had a rule because you would get guys out there talking about monetary policy like the weekend before the FOMC met. And the Federal Reserve under Bernanke said, we're going to provide more, better, consistent messaging from the FOMC to markets. And what we don't need is a cacophony of voices that are operating independently and disturbing the markets close to when we're going to come out with our own unified statement. So the Board of Governors told the presidents, you can't be out talking about monetary policy from effectively 10 days before an FOMC meeting until the day after the press conference. So you won't hear, once they start, There's that's basically a two-week period that happens eight weeks a year. And you will see Fed presidents and Fed governors schedule their public speaking around the blackout dates. They may want to, in essence, get their last word in before they go into the blackout and then immediately have plans for what they're going to say after an FOMC meeting by having a public event on their calendars. That is pretty normal, but that's only happened very recently. It was odd to see Fed presidents out talking um, about monetary policy ahead of an FOMC meeting during the Greenspan era and before that. Before that, there was you wouldn't hear about it. There just wasn't that big a financial press. But after Greenspan, in the first few years of Bernanke, you were, and particularly going through the great financial crisis, you're seeing more people out there talking. Okay, so one of the people that was getting out in advance, again, not a voting member, um, is um, James Bullard. He actually was on Squawk Box as the sit-down guest in New York with Curtin and and and, and Sorkin, and and, and um, he was sat down. And he spent about a minute unpacking his view of what the economy is. Let's play that. Cut number 12. I think one thing that has happened is that uh, the news has just been that the U.S. economy is stronger than what we previously thought. And uh, you certainly see that in the blowout uh, jobs report. Unemployment ticking down, not up. Uh, at a 50-year low, uh, job openings uh, two to one for compared to uh, workers searching for work. Um, other indexes, the labor market, uh, very very strong claims, still very low. Uh, so I just think you have a very strong labor market combined with more momentum coming out of the second half of 2022 than we previously thought. So uh, that adds up to markets wanting to price in uh, a tougher road ahead for inflation uh, in, in disinflation in 2023. And I think that's basically the repricing that's going on. Right. So so he's trying to explain what he, he's seeing in the market right now. And, and that last bit, I do believe the market is catching on that the Fed's going to go higher for longer. You're seeing now people talking openly about will they go to the five and a half percent that I argued, come on, if you listen to the show, I think I get credit, I'm going to take credit for telling you they're going to go above five percent and that five and a half percent was a was a real possibility. I think more and more people are coming around to that. You're actually beginning to see people think that maybe even they'll go past 
five and a half. I think that's unlikely um, at this moment. But uh, if you get another two months of uh, inflation data like the January data, which I don't expect, but if, if I'm wrong and they do get that, they have to go past five and a half. I think they do. I think they have to keep, right? If the car's not stopping, right, You, if the car's not stopping, what do you do? You keep pressing the brake a little harder, a little harder, a little harder, a little harder. And I, I think they're doing I think they're realizing that trying to feather the brakes with the 25 basis points the last time, there are people who are saying that was probably not a great idea. In fact, let me play this one last bit. Uh, this was Jim Bullard uh, on Squawk Box on Wednesday. 13. Number cut 13. Yeah, I think the 5%, I think we are going to have to get uh, north of 5%. Right now, I'm still at 5 and 3 eighths. Joe, we're, we're going back to eighths. Wow. We're going back. to So he's at 5 and 3 eighths. So he's on his way to 5.5. Uh, there, there will be a statement of economic projections out in the meeting on March 18th. So we're about three and a half weeks away from that. And I think you can expect that there will be some numbers that get north of 5.5% in that. He's clearly indicating that. Of course, you'll get another unemployment report, another inflation report before he has to write that number down and all the other folks have to write that number down. But I think you can expect that that's going to, that that, that in fact is coming. I need to take a break here. When we come back, we'll play a little bit more. Uh, I think I've run through most everything except for Larry Summers, but let's let's listen to what Larry Summers has to say after these messages here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. The Biz fourteen forty KYCR Golden Valley. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Every day. The men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today, or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. The Ramsey Show. I don't want to be the little pig in the straw house anymore. I'm going to get my crap together. I'm going to get out of debt and have an emergency fund. I'm going to be the little pig in the brick house so when the wolf comes and blows, I don't have credit card debt. I don't have student loan debt. I don't have car payments. I'm under control and I got a pile of money. You know what would happen? The economy would collapse. No, it wouldn't. The economy would boom. No-nonsense financial talk. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 here on The Biz 1440. Your traditional water softener wastes water as if you ran a full washer for just a pair of socks. Commerce Wet Technology Softeners will save you water and salt. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog to Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. It's been a hard day's night, and I've been working. 
Welcome back, King Banging Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. Um, at 651-289-4477, the numbers to, to call for questions and comments. Uh, Isaac Orr from the Senate American Experiment coming up after the break to talk about renewable energy standards here in Minnesota. But at that phone number, 651-289-4477, John's on the line with a question. Good morning, John. Uh, good morning. Um, I'd like to ask you two things. I, I hear a lot of talk that the last Federal Reserve president who faced inflation like this was Paul Volcker. And could you compare the things that he did to the uh, with the present situation? Is, uh, how, how does what Powell is facing similar to what Volcker faced? And the second thing I want to ask you is, could you tell us what's, what the term stagflation means? What is stagflation? Great. Both of those are good questions. And in fact, they're connected, John, because stagflation was a term that probably is more as anything responsible for the fact that Paul Volcker became the chair of the Federal Reserve. Um, so that's a that's an important that's an important part of it. So let me first explain. So I'm going to take them in order. Right. I'm going to take them in reverse order of how you asked it. What is stagflation? Stagflation meant we had reached a period in which we had simultaneously high inflation and high unemployment. It's the period during which we got to hear about something called a misery index, the summation of inflation and unemployment. I mentioned very briefly, John, before the break, this paper, and I think I probably will talk about it afterwards, that talked about that talks about a sacrifice ratio. How much inf- how much unemployment do you have to pay to get the inflation rate down? And that and, and and that paper got presented yesterday at a conference in New York, and that that conference was in that con- and, and uh, I, I'll talk more about that then. But stagflation is just high inflation along with high unemployment. Now, let's turn to Paul Volcker. That hot that period of stagflation, which first became kind of a term of art. Right around the time of the twenty, of, excuse me, of the nineteen seventy six presidential election, in which Carter beat Jerry Ford in part by creating this term "misery index," which is given to him by a left of center economist. Um, in fact, I think it was Arthur Oaken who did it. I'm trying to remember right. If I remember right, it was Arthur Oaken that gave them the advice to come up with this number. It's a nonsense number. Economists, you know, in doing theory, would never use this. But it comes out of a Phillips curve thinking about the world. Um, when Volcker becomes pres- becomes chair of the Federal Reserve, he has to do two. He has a crisis. The high inflation combined with high unemployment meant he, they were kind of in a box because the way they thought about it, they had to keep interest rates low to not make in, to not cause a recession on the one hand, but on the other hand. They needed to raise interest rates to fight inflation. What happened was he went on a meeting to Europe and talked to the other central bank governors of the other G7 central banks. And at the time he did that, the dollar, the external value of the dollar relative to these other currencies, and remember, we had just given up the peg to gold and and, and and we went to floating exchange rates only six to seven years prior to that, okay, when Nixon closed the gold windows, 1971. We're now 1979, so we're about eight, we're eight years afterward, eight years and two months afterward. He comes back from this meeting, and he says, I'm going to let the interest rate be whatever it needs to be. We're going to fight inflation, and we're not going to pay attention. We're not going to pay attention to the unemployment rate. That, in some sense, is the reference that is being made back by Jay Powell to, you'll hear him, listen to, listen, if you listen to his speeches, type Jay Powell Paul Volcker into your YouTube, not into, not into Google, but go, to, go do a YouTube search and you will find conferences, speeches he's given where he makes reference to Volcker and what Volcker had to do, and he said, I don't want to go through what Jay, what Paul Volcker went through, 
Because remember, John, interest rates went up as high as 20%. Right? I had a friend that bought a car and paid a auto loan rate of 22% per year to borrow the money to buy his car. <coughs> he had he had to do that. He had to do that. My friend had to do that because he needed a car because he had twins coming, uh, and he had been driving a two. He had been driving a, a Mustang. You know what? When you've got twins coming, your your wife looks at you and says that Mustang's got to go, <laughs> right? So he had to go buy another car, and he paid twenty two percent on his auto loan to have a car big enough to hold his twins. That was the kind of life that's here. This concern that you hear Powell talk about, the wage price spiral and focusing on labor markets and the tightness of labor markets, is exactly what Paul Volcker said. I'm not going to pay attention to it. The unemployment rate can do whatever it wants to do. I have to get inflation down, not only because that's part of my mandate, but it's also part of my mandate to protect the value of the U.S. dollar. He could not continue to have it depreciate against other currencies, against the yen, against the Deutschmark. Uh, okay, so this is pre-Euro days, uh, and so forth. That's what Paul Volcker did. And took the hit, took took tremendous political pressure, and stood up strong against it. Jay Powell saying, I want to make inflation stop before I get to where Powell had to be. And 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 so that's 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 why that's there. And so thank you. Thank you, John, for asking me that question. I think it's an important thing to keep in mind is is what the Fed is trying to do now is prevent going into the world they were in the last half of the 1970s. I think it's a different world, and I'll talk about this more when we discuss that paper that got presented in New York yesterday and some of the comments that Fed policymakers made at the conference, which I thought were super fascinating. Isaac Orr from the Center of America Experiment coming up right after this on the King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with this half-price offer from The Biz 1440 and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for just $250. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, meaning you could save thousands this year. Call The Biz 1440 today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Robbinsdale Women's Center needs your help. Hi, it's Peggy, RWC's Executive Director. Each week, an average of five women who were initially at risk for abortion instead choose life. 
Unlike some clinics that offer only one choice, Robbinsdale Women's Center provides accurate information on all options so women can make fully informed decisions. RWC is debt-free and funded by donors like you. Empowering one woman today saves their baby tomorrow. RWC Info. The Biz 14. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.